Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, you held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? <laughs> you like that? You like that? That's Welcome in to the show. Not done yet. Kirk! Kirk! All right. Happy Kirk Cousins Day, everybody. We'll explain that in a second. This is Four Question Friday on Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd. AJ Fredrickson has been filling in this week for Declan, as you guys are calling him in the Purple Daily YouTube comment section, Fake Declan, or as AJ has coined himself, Freshman 50 Declan has been doing an awesome job this week uh, navigating and guiding us here. So we'll get to four question Friday, including a very interesting day for Kirk Cousins after we say hi to our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer. Seems like a good weekend to, uh, to crack some seltzers and celebrate the first week of NFL free agency. The Vikings clearly made their defense better, clearly made their offensive line worse. Riley Reef signed with the Bengals today. Uh, but this month and every month throughout the year, Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. We're talking no carbs, no sugars, 90 calories, gluten-free, relax responsibly, Corona Hard Seltzer spiked sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. I'm willing to bet our friend, our friend Declan Goff, enjoying multiple, multiple in recent days Corona Hard Seltzers. I think that's a pretty, pretty safe bet, my friend. All right. We will dive into question number one here. And it actually comes from our Purple Daily YouTube comments from JDE. I heard the Kirk Cousins contract for 2022 is fully guaranteed tomorrow. He sent this question yesterday, today at 3 p.m. on this Friday. $45 million for 2022? Why in the world would the Vikings ever think about doing that? That's going to hurt us big time around this time next year. Um, So, yeah, at 3 p.m. today, as we record this on a Friday, Kirk Cousins' $45 million salary becomes fully guaranteed next year. So his cap hits right now for 2021, he's the third highest cap hit in the NFL. And for next year, 
as of right now, he's the second highest cap hit in the NFL behind a recently restructured Matt Ryan, who's going to be at $48 million for his cap hit. They keep pushing that thing down the road. So, Judd, your thoughts on Kirk Cousins Day today, a day to celebrate your favorite chain restaurant, your favorite corny early 2000s rock band, Nickelback, maybe uh, maybe your favorite favorite uh, generic piece of meat to put on your grill and throw on your Instagram account. Still looks How are you me. celebrating Kirk Cousins Day today? I am celebrating uh, Kirk Cousins Day by calling together what I like to call a cautionary tale Meeting with my friends, Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman, Rob Brzezinski, the whole Wilf clan, the whole Wilf family. And um, today can be celebrated because of the fact that a year ago at this time, and think about this for a second, okay? So a year ago, going into the last year, well, in 2020, what would have been of Cousins contract, you were over the cap and had to find room. And it essentially looks like you said, we really like this Michael Pierce. How are we going to sign him? And somebody said, has, has, has Kirkman called yet? Has anybody talked to Kirk? And they're like, not yet. Why? Because we could redo his contract a little bit. We could, we could shove that contract. We could extend it out, and we could, we could give him some more, but we could get some cap relief for 2020. And someone said, that's a good idea. We should do that. And they no. did that. And so they signed Michael Pierce. Okay. Big run stuffer, right? You got your run stuffer. Um, and then COVID hit, unfortunately, and Pierce, who who has some health issues, said, I really don't feel comfortable playing, which is totally cool. A year after now, when Cousins' contract for 2022, because of the extension, is locking in, your head coach said, you know what we, what we need? And Rick's like, no, what? Another run stuffer. And so now you've got two run stuffers. And Tomlinson and Pierce, the two Dalvins, Dalvin Cook, who runs the ball, and Dalvin Tomlinson, who stops it. And you've got Kirk signed for 2022 guaranteed. And while you can get out of that contract, it is guaranteed, so somebody's going to have to pay the freight. I think the cautionary tale is, when in doubt, probably find another way to free up cap space. And I would in particular tell Zim, maybe, Mike, you can have too many run stuffers. Last year, zero, because a guy opted out. Now, two. You know what I think, Phil? I think the Dalvin Tomlinson signing for nose tackle would have sufficed, uh, and then you would have been off the hook to for Kirk's contract. Yeah, I mean, one run stuffer, and then maybe a guard or a left tackle would have been nice. So I want to, before I tell you how I celebrate Kirk Cousins Day, and let me tell you, uh, as I told you on Mackie and Judd, it, it is a fun game of chain restaurant roulette at the Mackie household. All of our favorite chain restaurants, TGI Fridays, Pizza Ranch, Olive Garden, Buffalo Wild Wings. We put them all in a hat. Texas and Roadhouse? Just, and we just little them. Texas Roadhouse? Good, Texas Roadhouse. Good chain restaurant. Great bread. Oh, uh, good, good bread. Here for it. Here for it. Um, I want to read you an excerpt from Chad Graff's article at The Athletic that lays out why the Vikings are pushing ahead the way that they are this year. Today, the entirety of Kirk Cousins' 2022 salary becomes fully guaranteed. And the answer to the question above is clear. No, they're not trading Cousins. Phil Judd. He didn't write that, but I mean, it's a subtweet. To understand why, it's important to look at the very top of the organization. Rick Spielman talks with Vikings ownership, led by Mark Wilf, on a near daily basis. Early in the offseason, ownership discussed goals for the season ahead. They're not interested in rebuilding. They want to reach the playoffs in 2021. They view the Pittsburgh Steelers as a model franchise, 
and one that rarely changes coaches and consistently reaches the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That's what the Wilfs want with the Vikings. So the Wilfs message when it came to potential Cousins moves was simple. Don't make us worse at the sport's most important position. The appetite for a rookie quarterback or a veteran worse than Cousins wasn't there because they still think their window to win the division is open. In basic terms, Cousins was not traded because ownership would rather try to be good every year than roll the dice likely being really bad for a few years in hopes that they'd eventually be really good. I read this and I understand fully why they have committed to Kirk Cousins because he, for for his flaws and the things that we get annoyed at, whether it's you know him sort of wilting in big spots against winning teams, more often than not, he's good enough and sometimes plays really, really well for stretches to guarantee that your team's not going to be a train wreck. Like Kirk Cousins, if he stays healthy for 16 games, he is train wreck proof, like in terms of a full season. Now, he might train wreck a game. We've seen that against the Falcons where he just comes out and train wrecks a game, but he will not train wreck a season. Mm-hmm. And so I read this and I look through this, and it's, and it's a lot of references to guarding against a train wreck, guarding against 3-13. and 13. We don't want to be the Jets. We don't want to be the Lions. We don't want to be the Browns from 2000 to 2019. And I totally understand that. I don't want the Vikings to be those teams either. It's more fun when the Vikings are relevant. But 60 years, no Super Bowls, it feels like the Vikings ownership, and they've sort of laid it out here through Chad Graff and the Athletic, is more concerned and obsessed with avoiding a train wreck than they are at winning a Super Bowl. And make no mistake, whether it's ownership or a certain segment of fans, there's a huge difference between the bar being set at make the playoffs and a bar being set at win the Super Bowl. And we have evidence historically that when you pay a good, not great quarterback as much money to the cap as the Vikings are paying Kirk Cousins, you can't win a Super Bowl. Are the Vikings and Kirk Cousins going to be the first team in the history of the NFL to have a quarterback make more than 13% of the cap and win? The, are they going to be the team that bucks that trend? I mean, it's it's unlikely. And so to me, I read this and I digest Kirk Cousins' day to mean that the Vikings, I think the Vikings are a playoff team. Right now, I think they've improved their defense enough. I think if they stay healthy, they get a couple guards in here. Like, I think they're going to make the playoffs, even with some of the flaws they still have. They've committed to being good, and they've committed to making the playoffs, and they've committed to being relevant, and they've committed to avoiding a train wreck. But I also think the headline here is they've committed to not actually being true Super Bowl contenders, and they seem fine with that. So... That's the, I mean, the mission statement on this show is win a Super Bowl before we all die here, not make the playoffs and be one and done. The last time they won multiple playoff games in the same season was 1987, Judd. I was two. Mm-hmm. AJ was not even alive yet. And you were like getting drunk in college or something. I was um, I, I was still at Benilde, okay? I'm not that yeah. I, I'm old. I'm not that old. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I think the fear of three and 13 is stronger for this ownership group than the desire to win a Super Bowl. And that's where we're at. Happy Kirk Cousins Day. They are definitely um, they are definitely a ownership group that always wants to be competitive. But I don't think that they have ever been shown the path by people that they have empowered in the football operations for what the true path is to a Super Bowl championship. I I don't think they have a clue what that takes or how that looks. They have a a great clue at how being a solid franchise looks, and they have a great clue at possibly winning uh, division titles uh, and getting to the playoffs. 
But as far as what it takes in in 2021, which has changed uh, to win a Super Bowl, no, I don't think that the Wilfs know. And they've owned this team for 16 years. And as I told you, Phil, on Mackie and Judd, the thing that keeps coming back to me is I also, they look at teams like the Steelers and the Giants, and they want to emulate that. Um, but they've never, and in 16 years, they've never established what the Vikings culture is. They, they've never, I mean, 16 years in, I don't think you should be looking at other franchises. I think 16 years in, you should be looking at the path that you've paved and you should be saying, this is, this is how we do things. This is our handbook to success. Um, and to still be referencing, well, uh, the Steelers do this or the Giants have done that two or three years in to your time owning the Vikings, that's absolutely fine. It's probably smart. 16 years after you bought the team, though, I don't think that you should be looking at other teams. I think what you should have done by then is established your path to success. And unfortunately, because the Wilfs, who I think, to be clear, are good owners, but because they're football fans, I don't think they've ever really understood what the Vikings' path is. And that's why, you know, 2009, it's far. Oh, we got Brett Favre. It's unbelievable. And it was fun. But we got Brett Favre. Ponder, swing and a miss. What are we going to do, right? Um, and so the pivot, in my opinion, should have been Cousins 2018. Missed the playoffs. That's really bad. Like right there, that's a huge problem. 2019, you're back and you win a playoff game. But by 2020, that contract should have been allowed to run out. And and you should be on to, you should be pivoting to your next quarterback right now. And instead, as I guess to sign Michael Pierce last year, I, I mean, that, that's how it comes off to me. You extended him and restructured him. And think about this, too. Cousins is, in some ways, the perfect quarterback for the Wilfs and this franchise because he is largely safe. He's a friend. He's your friend, Kirk Cousins. He's the friend zone quarterback of all time because he's not going to derail you. To your point, you're right. He's not going to kill you, uh, but he's never going to push you to the limit. And be like, oh my God, there's something else here. Like we know Kirk perfectly. He is, he's our friend. Uh, he is the Mr. Rogers of quarterbacks. He's the <laughs> corporate quarterback. He plays the role and he knows how to. And he is siphoning your cash out of your bank account every day, but it's a safe feeling. And I think that's Kirk. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the Mr. Rogers of quarterbacks, that's probably, that's probably accurate. Um, all right. Question number two here. On four question Friday, best guess right now, what position do the Vikings draft in the first round? Just sort of based on everything that you've seen in free agency so far, what position do you think they'll draft in the first round? Okay, I'm going to just go for um, need right now based on the assumption that this team is very much trying to win in 2000. 21. So I'm not giving you what I would do or what I think is the best idea. I'm giving you what I think they will do right now. And considering unless something changes drastically uh, and Orlando Brown Jr. is acquired uh, via trade or you're convinced that Brian O'Neill can make a very smooth transition from, let's say, right tackle to left tackle, I am going to go if Slater is there, the uh, big Northwestern left tackle, that they are going to take a tackle. Because I don't see if you're if you think you're going to win this coming season, um, you don't have a left side of your line right now. So I'm going just right now. I'm going to give you left tackle for my best guess. 
So, oh man, I'm 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 trying to go back and forth between like what I would do and what the, but the question here is what position do you think they will draft? I think I think there's a chance they could still draft an edge rusher if they haven't found one in free agency. Some of this depends on like that's Zimmer with with the limited amount of money that you have left in free agency, yeah. which is basically none right now. You're gonna have to restructure Harrison Smith or Daniel Hunter to clear more room. But I, I think they're going to find a way to clear enough room for like at least one more free agent signing. So let's say they sign if if they sign a guard with that money, I think they draft if if Quiddy Pay is there, I think they draft an edge rusher. And 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 now Mike Zimmer has completed his perfect defensive line, right? He's got Daniel Hunter and he's got the two, he's got seven hundred pounds of beef in the middle, and then some sort of blue chip edge rusher in the draft, and that that will be his Mona Lisa. Um, if they if they bring in an edge rusher in free agency or some other defensive position, then I think you're right. And I would say Elijah Vera Tucker, who it sounds like the the USC offensive lineman, it sounds like he could play guard or tackle. Uh, the Vikings would probably look to play him at guard for a couple different reasons. So that that's I would I would say uh, the trenches they will they will draft a, a trench position player on either side of the ball, but. If one of those Alabama receivers is still sitting there at 14, even though I've yet to eat my vegetables, I might still have a couple offensive line spots in question. It would be really hard for me personally to pass on one of those players. At the very least, I would want someone to trade up so that I could like I would feel awful remaining at 14 and allowing one of those players to just go right to the Patriots. Like I would at least make the Patriots trade up with me, get me, get me another third round pick or something or a second round pick to, to at least make it worth my while. Um, All right. Question number three, by the way, is brought to you by our friends at Wamatech. So if you're working with a broken down offensive line, Wamatech can help you. But if you're working with a broken down phone Mm -hmm. or laptop or tablet, Mm -hmm. that's where Wamatech comes in with pre-owned devices sourced directly from them, which passes savings on to you. They'll even buy your old device for cash, buy, sell, trade in, whatever you need. Wamatech is here so you don't have to break the bank to get a new device. Wamatech.com. It's a Minnesota-based company. That's W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com. Question number three here on this four-question Friday. What is the most interesting thing to you, Judd Zolgad, about the NFL's new $110 billion 11-year TV package that will take effect in 2023? And before you answer that, uh, I'd like to point out that AJ is either meditating, dead, or his camera froze. He's not dead. I'm looking at him right now. He's not dead. (laughs) I think he's okay. I think he's fine. I'm here. I'm sound. Um... I'm not sure what's going on. You guys are coming through crystal clear. My camera's frozen up. So Kirk yeah, Cousins I, Day got to you. Just admit it. Kirk I, Cousins Day got to you, I'm, and you just froze. It's really sinking in that they're paying. It's him a that Twilight much money. Zone. So for everybody watching, I'm I'm not asleep. I'm still here. We're just doing some stuff behind he's, the scenes. He, he's not dead. He's I cast not dead. a spell. That's, that's I, I cast a spell and froze him on Kirk Cousins Day. <laughs> So what what's what's the thing that stands out the most to you or the most interesting thing about the NFL's $110 billion 11-year TV package that kicks in in two years? So it's, it's two-pronged here. So it is, yes, $110 billion, which is going to mean starting in 2023, I'll say it slowly, $300 million per team, okay? 300. So here's what occurs to me. 
And by and by the way, because of the Sunday ticket package still not being done, there's going to be more. There's more. There's more to the pot. Um, what makes it, what stands out to me is two things. One, this does not mean the salary cap is going to go through the roof in 2022. So if you're dismissing the Cousins contract and cap hit for 2022, don't. The cap is probably going to go through the roof in 2023. The other thing, though, is because of the cash influx that's about to come in per team, this makes it very easy to pay your general manager and coach to go bye-bye with two years left on their contract. I'm not saying you like doing that, but you know. But if you know that you're going to get 300 mil in 2023, Phil Mackey, and you, uh, let's say you make the playoffs and lose in the first round, or let's say you disappoint again and don't make the playoffs, Making a change and blowing out the GM and coach becomes far easier at that point in time if you know that, that you're about to uh, get some serious dough from the National Football League's TV contract to pay off the rest of the Spielman and Zimmer contracts. That's the first thing that occurs to me. And just just to be clear, so the math on that you said is what, $300 million, 300, according to what I looked up. And that's per year. Per year, it's 110 billion, team. a billion. Yep. So, so 300. The math I just did was 312.5 million dollars per team per year on average over that 11 year period, and that doesn't count ticket sales, merchandise, and contracts still aren't things. guaranteed for the most part. This is where I will Dude. side with Cousins and saying, "Give me my money. Dude, give me my money." It's man. Amazing. So I actually think the thing that's the, that's the most interesting to me, it's the thing that hasn't been fully settled yet, but Craig Carton from WFAN reported yesterday on the Sunday ticket that uh, the NFL is going to move it from DirecTV to ESPN+, Plus, mm-hmm. which actually makes it more accessible for almost everyone because you can, you can, have, you can just have access to ESPN+, Plus independent of whatever cable or streaming package you have. DirecTV, you have to you have to be subscribed to DirecTV, right? So it's Correct. it's just yeah, you did, yeah. it's a more narrow funnel. So I think you know, as a guy who's never been subscribed to DirecTV, and now as a guy who lives out of market, it's actually going to be a lot easier for me to just watch Vikings games on ESPN Plus. So if that happens, I'm super happy. And I think you can probably pour one out for DirecTV. I don't know how DirecTV survives the onslaught of Hulu TV and YouTube TV, and point. now the NFL taking that product right. off of its platform. Oof. Yeah, you're right. That's going to be tough. Because I, so when, when we moved into our house in 2000, I got DirecTV because it had the most at the time. But you're right now. And the thing, too, is is where it changed football-wise for me mightily was I, I had the Sunday ticket for about five years. And it was cool. But, you know, you're flipping around, flipping around, flipping around. Well, then, and I'm not joking, the neighbor's tree got in the way of our signal. So we so we had to go from, because it was always fuzzy, so we had to pivot from DirecTV to cable. And when the red zone came around, my guy, Scotty Hansen, life changer. Because they do all the work for you. So mm-hmm. if the Vikings aren't playing, like I am not intent on, man, I, Jets, Jets in Washington, I really want to watch a bunch of this game. So the red zone, as a sports fan, I am not kidding. Changed my life. I'm trying to envision Judd Zolgad like climbing the neighbor's tree to try and like. I wanted to cut it down. Shuffle the branches. I wanted to (laughs) cut it down. We had that. We had that sucker moved like four times. Like, let's see if this works. Let's see if that works. But the problem was, Directv. If it rains or, or if you do have like big tree branches, 
it wipes out channels, which absolutely sucked. But you, but Phil, you're right now because the streaming services and things have changed so much. I don't know if the satellite thing is nearly as attractive as it was, say, around 2000. It probably isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Question number question number four here on Four Question Friday. This might be a long shot, but just for fun, Odell Beckham Jr. is tweeting cryptic things and even referenced the color purple last night in one of his tweets. His cap hits like $15 million, but you could probably restructure if you needed to. Would you, uh, in a fantasy world, would you would you put in a phone call about Odell Beckham Jr. as the number three wide receiver on this team? So we, we did this a year ago when I think there was actually some steam, right? There, there was some steam about OBJ to the Vikings. Now he mm-hmm. was, I finally, after I saw that tweet and didn't know what it was about, I finally um, deducted. He's talking about pa- uh, Patrick Peterson, who played at LSU as well, going to the Vikings. So he's tying in that Peterson's career comes full circle, and now he's going to probably uh, finish his career wearing purple. Would I be interested in OBJ for this team? Absolutely, positively, 1,000% no, okay? (laughs) I am sorry. And I would love to see them get a viable third receiver. So I'm not dismissing that and saying, oh, B.C. Johnson's fine or Chad Beebe's fine. I'm not saying that. But I've got uh, Jefferson to me is my star now. I've got my young star. Um. Thielen's a very solid player, and he's not, and he's never a problem. And I would like to get a third guy who's either a stabilizing veteran presence, Phil, or a young guy to pair through the draft, possibly, with Jefferson as well. But as a guy who covered and saw firsthand the impact that Randy Moss had on Percy here, I'm going to tell you right now, I have no interest in introducing any type of potential malcontent into a locker room with Jefferson, because I'm going to tell you, my guess is a guy like Jefferson idolizes OBJ and he looks at at him and, you know, and I mean, look, as a receiver, he can be fantastic. I am not going to screw with that, though, for one second of mixing those two up. So Odell Beckham Jr. would not be my choice of a potential third uh, sort of star receiver. So I'm I'm doing it 100. percent I know I'm, you uh, I'm trading I'm trading a third round pick. I don't think it'll cost you a first round pick. May, I don't. Know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna trade you a third round pick. I knew you're doing. And that. to make it happen, I'm restructuring Kirk Cousins' contract and pushing money into 2023 because it would be so what much fun. What if he fun. says no? What if Kirk, What if Kirk says no? I won't redo my no, contract I think, anymore. I, I think you told Kirk, listen, man, <clears throat> screw Chad Beebe. Okay, your your, num- your number three wide receiver is not going to be Adam Thielen because Odell Beckham Jr. is on the team. Okay, answer me this then, because guys certainly have grown frustrated at times with the offensive philosophy for sure, i.e., Diggs, and or at times with Kirk. What would the OBJ show on the Vikings sideline be like the first time that he said, why the hell did I come here? It'd be so much fun. It would be so much fun. It would be so much fun to watch Kirk try to navigate. And by the way, like Adam Thielen has, has lit into Kirk a couple times. I know. Too. So, you know, so it, it happens, but I would, I would mostly just love to see Mike Zimmer try and navigate all those relationships. It, it would be it worth would, the price of admission. You are not wrong about that. It would be a disaster, but it would be super fun. Um, hey, we we gave $100 yesterday to Steve Palmberg from Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. He's now entered for the $10,000 Pick Your Prize grand prize drawing. So 
This is Pick Your Prize Month on Scornorth's app. It's a free app to download. You can find all of our content, all of our podcasts, Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, The Scoop with Doogie, Royce Unchained. But we're giving away $100 to someone every day who opens the Scornorth app. Open the app. It's free to download. Register and enter the uh, enter to win through listener rewards. We're in a very generous mood, and our sponsors are helping us uh, put together the money to give you guys $100 every single day. So thanks for hanging out with us on this Four Question Friday and on this Kirk Cousins Day. Happy Kirk Cousins Day to all of you who celebrate, and we'll see you next time on Purple Daily. He's wild. He's sweet. He'll shred your couch on a whim. Then come crawling back to you, purring happily at your feet. His behavior may be erratic, but he's still the world's best cat, who deserves nothing less than world's best cat litter. The number one natural and sustainable litter brand with no harmful chemicals or silica dust. Trade your clay today. Get world's best cat litter for the world's best cat.